not that cricket. Is it still a happy new year? Are we done with that? And then when, when does it end? I don't know. My name is Larry Queen and I. It is the Clubhouse Inn podcast. And I'm so happy to be back again. It's been a while. It's been a while. It really has been a while. But I'm here and uh, with uh, the beginning of 2022, 2023. Oh, goodness, we changed. <laughs> with the beginning of 2023, what we've had is a lot, uh, a lot of domestic cricket and now international cricket. So in this uh, particular episode, we're going to talk about some of the domestic cricket that's been played, the form of some of the players. We're going to talk about Chamuchi Baba making his way back into the national team. We're going to talk about uh, Tadewana Shemarimani, the the introduction of Gary Balance, and looking forward to the test uh, uh, series that is taking place between Zimbabwe and... um, who are they playing? The West Indies. Yeah, so that's happening. And uh, pretty excited because uh, playing three formats in the space of uh, roughly a month. So we're going to talk about all of that. The, the series between uh, Zimbabwe and Ireland uh, in terms of the ODI ended 1-1. And then the T20 series ended 2-1 to Zimbabwe. So I'm going to get into the, the podcast and we shall be chatting with Darlington Matambanadzo, who is uh, a, a former first-class cricket player. And now plays domestic cricket in, at uh, club level, as well as is doing great work in as far as commentary is concerned. So, yeah, let's get into the podcast. That is the Clubhouse End Podcast. The name is Larry Quirira, and I'm here with Dalinta Matamanazo at the end of a thriller, an exciting series between Ireland and Zimbabwe, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really good. Uh, I love the, how competitive the cricket was throughout, and that uh, Zimbabwe had to play some good cricket in the end to win the T20. A little disappointed that uh, we didn't get a result in the 50 overs competition. But I, I, for me, uh, I think a lot of people uh, are, might be a, a bit shocked, but I don't think anyone should really be shocked about Innocent Kaya's uh, performance. And, and, I, and I, I, I agree. He's, he's, he's the kind of guy who really likes to work at his cricket. Um, and I, I noticed a big improvement uh, between uh, the series against Bangladesh and now he batted a lot more slowly generally during that series, but now he looks like he's developed a little, a little bit more aggression early on and uh, looked really, really good. Living up to his name trigger, I'd say. <laughs> and I came across an inter- interesting stat. In uh, 13 ODIs that he's played for Zimbabwe, he's got a century and 250s. So he's not a mug with a bat. He's a guy who just knows how to play cricket. And I think it's because he played a lot of, uh, you know, the domestic cricket before he got his debut, played couple of aid a, a group cricket went and touring and playing club cricket so when you have that much cricket uh under your belt you begin to trust your technique i mean that's the way i see it no that, that's that's actually actually i think really right because uh, he looked good today i think uh josh little bowled very very well today but you couldn't see it because uh, in particular innocent kahir i thought playing very played him very very well uh, and again that's good technique and um i was also really surprised by uh Pleasantly surprised by Chamuchi Baba. Played very, very well. Looked good for the two scores he got uh, 40 in the first innings and in the 14 or so he got today. Yeah, and that's one thing. I think a lot of people don't talk about Chamuchi Baba and surprised by his inclusion, but he was second highest in the Pro 50. 
and is then thereabouts in in the in the uh, Logan Cup. That means he's got. I mean, he's got a 149 this season in the Logan Cup. So, and he's got. I think he's also got a, a 150 odd in in the Pro 50. So this is a guy I think who has gotten his his mojo back in his, as far as cricket, the way I see it. No, I agree. And 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 what he does is it's 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 actually really really good. I think we've had a couple of conversations like off air, like between us, where we've seen a lot of guys who make statistics in domestic cricket and then they don't get picked for national team cricket and it's good to see we saw Tadiwa Nashimarumani put in the stats earlier this year and got picked for this tour we've seen Chamuchi Baba with good stats throughout, throughout the series um, before the, this series in domestic cricket he got picked as well and Brandon Mafuta which is a really really good sign I think for, for younger cricketers who are outside of the system if the numbers if you put on the numbers it looks like now the system is actually going to recognise you so that's a good thing. Because I'm actually beginning to see it because uh, even your Tapiamu Fuzza and so forth uh, is getting back that margin as far as taking wickets. Uh, he's on 20, he was in 23 wickets. He was he's the leading wicket, ta- wicket taker. So if he then keeps putting his numbers, the, the, the selectors are not, not going to be able to keep ignoring him. No, that's absolutely right. And uh, I think another one I've, I mean, uh, thing for me is Nyasha Mayavo. He's had a fairly good season. 350s, I think, no hundreds yet. And, you know, it's like for me, it's very, very important that he keeps doing what he's doing, but he's got to now convert a couple of those scores into a couple of big hundreds. And uh, it looks like he create, you're now being allowed to create your own future. Statistics in uh, Pro 50 and Logan Cup, and you get picked for the national team. I'm going to come back to the Pro 50, uh, in, I mean, in, to, to the wicket keeping duties in just a bit. But I still look at it and I see. Zimbabwe players failing to convert 50s into 100s or 40s into 100s and so forth. And I think that was the difference between the two sides. And yes, Zimbabwe won the first match, but the second match was that ability for guys like um, uh, Harry Tector to be able to impose themselves and get that big score when you got your eye in. I think, I think the, it's a perception about security of tenure. So what it is is a lot of guys don't believe that they are once they're being given they get give, they believe they get given one chance and so what you tend to do if you don't believe you've got security of tenure the moment you get to an, an important milestone whether it's like sort of 40 which generally is going to allow you to play in the next game a lot of guys mentally relax because they know that well you know what I've done enough to get into my next game I think it's got to be a, a sort of a system where it's announced that essentially if you get into a small a small, small series like this a guy should know that he's going to play the, all three games in the series and then get get graded at the end of the series as opposed to the perception that sometimes I'm being graded match by match. And so you find a lot of guys, uh, what it does is you tend to relax a little bit more when you think you've secured your next game in the series instead of actually really kicking on because it's not that little score that matters, you know what I mean, for the team. It's what you can do after you get past 50. That's usually more match winning than 50 runs at the beginning of a game. Unless they're off for like maybe 15 or 20 balls, then it's match winning. But generally, 50 or 70 is not going to win a lot of games. Okay, so I'm going to play a little clip right now by Dave Houghton, in which he talks exactly about that, when he says that he's going to give, it's not enough for players to just get little stints. They need to keep, uh, you need to get to back the players. Look, I think firstly, we need to give them more time. So I'm not really in the habit of giving a guy two games and then leaving him out again. So in a Maru, I would hope would continue with us through the one-day stuff as well. You know, it, it, 
you get luckier. When I was a kid coming into the team, I was a wicketkeeper batsman, and I was lucky that I was a wicketkeeper because my batting was rubbish. But I was able to keep my place in the team with the second string to my bow as a keeper, and then I learned how to bat. So some, you know, we're someone like Murray is a very accomplished young batsman. He just needs to find his ground in the, in the main side. And I think the more we can play him, the more chance he'll actually cross that bridge and be fine. I thought Innocent was really good in the two games we played him, and I'm sure he'll be up there starting when we play the one-day series as well. Yeah, no, I know. I, I totally agree with what he says. And, and, and what we, we do see is we see a guy who is living by what he said. We saw Marumani get chances throughout the T20 series, and then he failed at the top of the order in the 50-overs competition. Today, he was given another go lower down in the order and with the gloves so I mean it's, it, it to me it sounds like they are actually really really serious about um, allowing guys some security of tenure per series rather than uh, you know like making it just one game at a time and you saw that in Innocent K8 you prepare yourself for three matches yeah we, we had the press conference with and I'm gonna play his, his audio when he said I'm gonna make runs in the third match and it looked like he was about to do it I think there are more be, uh, more good innings to come yeah, in my career. Um, I, I think I just need to keep working hard, you know, I don't want to say things that are too far ahead of me, but I just want to take uh, game by game. Um, on Monday, uh, I don't know, but uh, I think I will score a big score again. I know, um, it's interesting because Dirk Fulian has a, 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 a saying he says, he says when a man is really, really looking in the middle of a game, like he's committed to actually doing well, to playing well, uh, he says he's got his game face on, and, and today Innocent Kahir really did. I mean, he looked, uh, I mentioned earlier about the fact that I think he's uh, expanded areas of his game, and he looked like a man who was totally, totally in control of his own uh, of his own game, and of his own destiny, as it were, because he played really, really splendidly. And it's a real pity that we didn't see the end of that uh, innings, because I think it could have been, I had a lot of potential to blossom into something really interesting. Would you pick him for the tests? Absolutely. I think at the uh, uh, for me, your top three has you have to have Craig Irvins uh, probably at number three in the in that uh, test match against the West Indies. Who are your two other openers? So you got Kaya. Casuza uh, and, and Prince haven't really been getting runs this season. So do you go for Chamu? Chamu, because Chamu's got uh, loads of runs, but Chamu's generally been batting three for Eagles in uh, in the uh, four-day four day cricket, hasn't he? Yes, so yeah. what do you do? So I think it's probably, but technically, as far as I'm concerned, if you can bat three in four-day cricket, it means you can open the batting. So you'd put Chamu? So I would go with Chamu and Innocent Kai here. Uh, the other really, really, perhaps more slightly more aggressive option is probably to go Chamu at number four, and then Gary Balance to open the batting with Chamu. Balance is an interesting one because he looks like a great accumulator of runs. He doesn't try to hit it over the top. He plays very uncomplicated cricket, but he's got beautiful shots. Uh, yeah, no, you know what it is? I think it's, it's also that whole thing that um, I think county cricket is actually quite a great preparatory place for international cricket because you play a wide range of varieties and you play a wide range of teams. And he spent, I think, 13 years doing that. So he's had a lot of experience against a range of bowling and a range of bowlers and a range of um, conditions. So he understands his game. But I think um, there might be, uh, particularly in the 50 overs cricket, I think he's probably got to go one higher. Problem is that Craig Irvin is very comfortable at three. So I think at four, he's a little bit wasted. I think perhaps he's got to open again. 
Um, uh, but yeah, I think in the test match, I think we're going to see the best of him because he has a really wonderful test record, particularly at the beginning, the first two, two and a half years of his test career for England. He had some really outstanding numbers. How big a miss is uh, uh, Sean Williams? Uh, Sean Williams, I think for me, is two things, three things. It's actually his experience, really, really good read of the game. So it contributes in team meetings and on the field. I think his slow lift arm, also very, very good. Always finds ways to take wickets. And I think uh, Zimbabwe is probably going to miss him batting at number five um, throughout that test series. But then who'd, uh, now the wicketkeeper position, what do you do? Do you, do you go with Marubanu, who's done relatively okay, and, or do you go with Clive Madande, who can keep four? I mean, because having said that, Madande is, is, is I'm sorry, uh, Marubanu is the leading uh, wicketkeeper in terms of dismissals this particular season <laughs> in the Logan Cup. So is that an easy straight choice, or do you want to have somebody who is more, I don't know, something else so for me I think you're because generally your wicket keeper is going to bat seven yeah okay if you go and you look I think at the West Indies uh, the silver I think he's averaging around about 27 in international in test cricket um, you need somebody who can go and in, in, in essence um, rub out whatever work that the silver does and he's got to have be a competent glove man I mean he's got to be um, a good glove man I don't think Clive Madande is at that stage in his career yet when he's going to be able to do that. I don't think he's going to be able to bat for two and a half sessions in a test match. Okay, I haven't seen him do it in uh, in um, four-day cricket in Logan Cup, so I don't think that a guy can just suddenly you know, make that transition without some history of having done something similar somewhere else. Um, I know that Tsiga, I'm forgetting his first name, Tavazo Tsiga has been picked for the A side, I think, and he's going to be playing in the A side the three-day match in Bulawaya. I think they're thinking of him as the other um, option. option. Um, I personally uh, like Nyasha Mayawa. I think what's also um, had a good season, more than co- just a competent wicketkeeper, has made runs. Um, and then the other thing about him is I find that most Zimbabwean cricketers uh, mature a little late. You have exceptions, guys like Hamilton and Tatinda Taibu in our history, in our history were actually the exception rather than the rule. You find generally Zimbabwe cricketers hit their peaks around their late 20s and early 30s. He's in that sort of good zone, I think, for a lot of cricketers, where they start to um, play their best cricket here in Zim. Everywhere else in the world, you can go and have much younger uh, cricketers, but I think here, our particular, I suppose, um, setup and and our, and our particular set of um, challenges mean that generally cricketers mature a little bit later than the, than the cricketers around the rest of the world. Uh, another example for me is Victor Nyawuchi. I think Victor Nyawuchi is also about 30. And then he's now playing the best cricket I've seen from him. So okay, think, we're catching a bit of rain. My last question would be in the bowling department. Do you, if Blessing is not available, do you took look at Tanaka Chavanga? Uh, he, a couple of weeks ago, I think, well, a week ago, he got 5-4-40-ish against uh, four Eagles. I noticed that he didn't bowl today, which suggests he might be having some kind of injury in today's Logan Cup match at Older Arians. Mm-hmm. I think I saw he only bowled three, three, three balls in that match, so that might be a problem. But if he's fit, I think I always like to have the option of having your quickest guy in your network actually playing for you in a test match. Mm. Uh, I think he's a bit raw. Um, 
but yeah, I think it's worth having a go, uh, taking the risk with him. But I also like the look of Victor Nyawishi at the moment. Uh, Brad Evans is looking like, uh, I think that without the pressure of guys coming after him, I think he might be able to just settle and bowl a lot more of his natural deliveries uh, in, in, uh, in, in five-day cricket. And then you had two incidents as uh, Andy Balberni's uh, beamer that injured him. And then you had Victor Nyawuchi being uh, cited and, and getting, an, uh, getting in trouble with the ICC code of conduct in which he was then uh, given a demerit and fined 15%. Do, do you think there's anything that needs to be worried there, fire in the belly or nothing? Well, I, I, you know, like... For me, I think if you have a guy who's uh, play, who's in his like probably I think he's playing he's played less than twenty um, one day internationals. Victor if you find a guy in that range of uh, one day internationals who's not making a few mistakes, I think you should be worried because those are I think the correct type of mistakes when a guy is just really really pumped up and wanting to do well. Okay, I think it was a couple of times when uh, he thought that Clive Madande didn't go after a catch and he overreacted a little bit. That's a good sign. It's a guy who wants to do well. You know what I mean? And yes, he overreacted. And so, yes, he should be fined 15% of his, uh, you know, match, match fee. Get it but what I think is I like the intent behind the actual actions of, of that. You know what I mean? I think you don't want guys who are too comfortable with failure and, 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 um, and low standards. You don't want that as part of your national team. So does Zimbabwe uh, any chance of winning any of the test matches? The interesting thing about uh, winning a test match, I think, is uh, you've just got to get it right um, for about five or six sessions with the bat, particularly if you can get a long hit first up. And then you've got to just make sure that you don't have any disasters. Okay, and then the last thing is that you've just got to make sure that you have one really, really good session. You can win it on one good session, a, a test match, as long as you've done those two things. If you can engineer a West Indian batting collapse after you've probably made, say, 300 in your first innings, and then you engineer a West Indian batting collapse, it can be you can actually win a test match from those positions. Um, and, and, and what it is also is I think we've got three or four things working for Zimbabwe. The form of Raza and Burl and the current form Craig Irvin is in and Ian Innocent Kaya. I think the form of all of those four players transfers into Test cricket. And possibility of seeing the best or at least some green shoots from Gary Balance in the Zimbabwean chat. And then in Gary, Gary Balance. So that's, that's your five. Yes, we're still missing Sean Williams with the slow left arm spin and then his contribution in, in ideas. Okay, but still, I think you've got quite a nice little setup there. And then you fix your wicket-keeping idea. And then is Brandon Mavuta uh, uh, an obvious pick? I think for me he is, yes. Um, it's a bit because more complicated than that because the other thing you do have already is you've got Ryan Burl. Okay, so... Is this like two leggies now? You end up with two leggies. Um, so if, you've got, if you pick uh, Brandon Mavuta, you've got to pick him with the understanding that he's going to bowl ahead of Ryan Burl. Otherwise, it's a waste of a guy's, you know... Uh, in a, in a, it ends up being almost a waste of his time. So if he can, if you believe that he should bowl a reader ahead of Ryan Bill, then he should play. But if you can't bowl ahead of Ryan Bill, then you, I think you've got to go and look for another option. Would you be like a Wellington Masakata? Or another, or you know, something, another different. something different. Like, or even Tapio Mafuza, you mentioned earlier, like off spinner, slow left arm, or something like that. I think that could be, or maybe even another seamer, because we can't, 
until we get to Bulawayo in, in, in 10 days' time, we won't know what the wicket's going to play like. The, because the thing is why, for me, Brendan Avuta becomes uh, hard not to pick. Total number of wickets taken this season, 38. Number two took 18. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and here's the other thing about him. Is, is, is this, 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 he's clearly made the commitment to cricket. Um, you Both you and I have dreadlocks. That's a commitment. There are very few <laughs> reasons for you to cut off your dreadlocks. You know, it's, it's, it's an extreme situation that causes you to decide to cut off your own dreadlocks. Yeah. Okay. But what he did, and we had a, had a conversation about this when I was in Kwekwe for the final of the Pro, Pro 50, last year's Pro 50. And he says, the problem I had is that people had perceptions about me because of these. So I went and got rid of them because it's better, it's more important that those perceptions don't mar my future as a cricketer. And, and, and for me, if a guy is willing to make that sort of commitment to cricket, okay, and he's made that, that sort of commitment to his craft, um, I, I think those are the sort of guys who want to be playing in tight situations. Okay, so uh, we're waiting for you to get back into uh, domestic. Is, is you still going to play the Vine Cup this year? Yes, I am. Uh, I'm going to be playing again for Royal. Um, I'm uh, probably going to miss this weekend's game because uh, I haven't been able to make any practices over the, this last week. And generally, if I haven't been in practice, they aren't going to pick me. So hopefully I'll play one away for the test match. Okay, all the best, mate. And uh, it's always a good chat. All right, I'm looking forward much. to a couple more chats in Valaya. No, of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Take care. Be safe. All right, bye. 100,000 thank yous to Darlene Tamatambana. So we'll be having him over the next couple of uh, weeks. And as far as the test is concerned, and any other cricket that's happening across the countries, is committed to doing it. So pretty excited about that. Uh, the, the Club RCN podcast is a production of Three Men on a Boat. That's who our publishers are. And uh, if you want to uh, keep yourself updated on the Club RCN podcast, make sure you subscribe on whatever podcatcher you use that is uh, audible. Um, you know, you can use... We've, we're on... Uh, <laughs> it's interesting that I went for audible first. <laughs> we're also on iona.fm. Uh, we're also on um, uh, Spotify... You know, anything, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, everywhere. My name is Larry Quidadai. Yes, very excited about what's happening with, with cricket at the moment. The fans are everything, okay? Every little thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's what's up. Otherwise, take care of yourself and the people that you love. As I say, from where I come from, I'll see you in recess. Everyone's out. Take care of yourself. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. 